we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restored my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin rule we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. The glory of God is going to be on us, in us, through us, as us. That's not been forgotten. Say on us. Say in us. Say through us, as us. You got to believe it. That sounds crazy, but the end result is going to be you will be the glory of God. Let me just give you a peek at that now. I ain't gonna preach it. Just give you a peek at it. Romans 8 and 30 says this Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also what? Glory to God. Them he also glorified. There is scriptural support for that statement. When I started making that to some friends and colleagues of mine, and I had to stop because I realized it ain't for everybody. He says, everybody ain't going to appreciate when you say you're going to be the glory. Because we are so used, Tracy, to the glory coming down on us. But Father says, what is happening now, glory is coming to meet people. It's not coming down, it's reaching out. Because it's going to be on us and we're going to be the glory of God in the earth. That's what Jesus was in the earth. He was the glory of God in the earth. And as he was in this world, so are we. Mm. So then with that understanding, Father says, Son, you cannot, you cannot relent in your responsibility to mature us for what is to come. We have to be ready to receive and to walk in what Father is about to release on us. Now hear me when I tell you this. Uh, gifts are received. Gifts don't... There's no responsibility on you when it comes to gifts. As we had those six ladies last week that we blessed, the only thing they had to do was hold their hand and receive the gifts. And the gifts of the Spirit of God, and this is going to be a church where we're going to see gifts like never before. Gifts are going to break out like never before. They are here. They're about to burst out. I, I hear this that if everybody comes who's supposed to come on Wednesday, we're going to be beyond capacity on Wednesday night. Because he says, you're raising up a prophetic house. You're raising up a people that will speak the counsel of God, not prophets, a prophetic house. 
where everyone will function in the gift of prophecy. Oh my God. Paul prayed for that in 1 Corinthians 14. He says, listen, I want all of y'all desire to prophesy. The Bible says, Lystra, in Acts 2 and verse 16 thereabouts, he says, my sons and my daughters, they're going to prophesy. So we're going to see prophetic gifts break out. And I'm talking about word of wisdom and word of knowledge. Glory to God. I'm talking about foretelling and forthtelling. So save it for Wednesday. Open it, open it up for a little bit. Can I just open up a little bit? Foretelling, you know that. Foretelling, F-O-R-E, that's telling the future. Forthtelling is commanding the future. Glory to God. Foretelling is saying what is destined to happen. Forth telling is you walking in your godness and you start calling things that be not. Calling things that be not as though they are. So we will foretell and we will foretell. Forth telling is saying to Jody how she is the gift to sing. And Jody says, I can't sing. Jody, that was not a request. That is forthtelling. And so the, when you start forthtelling, what used to be no longer is, and what you speak begins to manifest. See, that's why we need to become a prophetic house, because there are some things that you need to forthtell. Oh, wait a God. Such that when you open up your mouth, what used to be no longer is, and what God has commanded will now come into existence. But to walk in this giftedness that God has called us to walk in, there must be the maturation of the fruit of the Spirit. I come in. We cannot be so caught up with the gifts. The gifts are glamorous. You ought to prophesy. Speak in tongues and interpret them. Beautiful. Um, Gifts of healing, they're wonderful. Gifts are just given, glory be to God, and will function. The Bible says they are without repentance. That's why you have fortune tellers, because they have a gift. The gift is real. Not because they ain't saved, it means the gift ain't real. Watch this giftedness has nothing to do with salvation. Neither does giftedness have anything to do with holiness. Oh, my goodness. I know it is. But gifts are given to us for us to make impact in the earth. However, impact is sabotaged when gift is not supported by fruit. When gifted people don't have the fruit of the Spirit, whatever they were able to do through their gift, they will cancel by their lack of fruit. Are y'all still here? So I cannot get all excited and all gun-ho that we start laying hands and seeing fires um, jump on the room. People slain everywhere and prophecies being released and there is no fruit. There are a lot of churches that are blowing up because of gift, but they have a revolving door. 
Because gifts will draw him, but only fruit will keep him. How are we walking? As I was, as I was uh, doing this, uh, um, hearing this spirit, the Lord interrupted me and spoke to me prophetically, and, I, and he gave this sharp interjection. Let me read it the way he gave it to me. Uh, he says this, this is why gifted people need fathers and not fans. Fans are concerned about what your gifts do for them. While fathers are concerned about what the fruit does for you. Fathers are not enamored by your giftedness. Fathers want to see the fruit come alive on the inside of you. And what's been happening is there are a lot of people who are being led by princes who are not fathers. So all they're doing is celebrating people's gifts. That you can play the keyboard. You could beat the drum, that you, you could sing, that you could prophesy, that you could lay hand on people, that you could recite scripture, that you, that you have all these different skill sets, these giftings that you have. Fathers are not impressed by those. Mm, fathers are concerned about you maturing in the fruit because the gift is without repentance, but the fruit has to be developed. So that's why, oh God, can I say this? That's why fathers will pause your gift to develop your fruit. But hirelings in the pulpit will tell you you better leave Bishop Rule because he don't see how anointed you is. Come here so I could use you. Because your gift sitting down even in being used. And if you come over here, listen to me. We'll let you flow. We'll let you flow in your giftedness. We'll let your thing flow. And let you flow in your anointing. Glory be to God. You know, you know, you can be anointed by the devil and anointed by, by God. Anointing really is your authorization. We've been using that word incorrectly. Because everybody is anointed by God. Some people are anointed by the devil. They're functioning under the wrong authority. They're still gifted, but the gift, the anointing is the authorization of the gift. No. Watch the stream. Who anointed you? Who authorized you? I tell you, one of the greatest, one of the greatest lacks in the body of Christ now is that of fathers. And I'm, uh, fathers, those of you listen, is not, have, not based on agenda. It's a spiritual rank and authority. It's that ability to give spiritual direction and principle. Who is concerned about your character development? Put up Galatians five and twenty-two so you can see this fruit thing. Uh, but the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy. Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, 23, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. This is what fathers are concerned about. Seeing that this develops on the inside of you so that when you begin flowing in fruit, in gifts, sorry, that the fruit will be able to maintain you. There are some people that will, that will pray down heaven, but you can't stand their ways. 
And you need a father to say, no, you ain't praying today. I need you just to think today. Bring your emotions under control. There will be times when someone needs hands laid on them. And yes, you have fire in your hands. But Father say, not you today. Because your attitude needs to be corrected. You can't walk in here showing all this weight and all this anger and then kick in when the gift time comes and now you are moving the gift. No, we need you to mature. That is what is empty church. The presence of gift attracts, but the lack of fruit repels. I don't know if you've seen the connection. I told you that the glory is about to be released. We want to be the glory of God in the, in, the, in the earth. That's why I can't leave this teaching of developing fruit. Because I know that glory about to hit like crazy. I know this. The Lord is, we're seeing it now. That miracle signs and wonder God are going to break forth. But if we are not mature in fruit, the harvest will not remain. Hallelujah. Please, those of you that are interested in going deeper, come on on Wednesday night. There won't be no praise and worship, none of the sort. We come in here and I must begin teaching. So come on on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. All right. So with that, let's go. Let's now talk more about fruit. James chapter 3 that we were sharing on last week that was an eye-opener for many of us. He talks about envy and strife. And he connects envy and strife to the wisdom of this world. And understand this, that's how the world system works. It works on a system of comparison and competition. That's the world system. Write that down. That is how the world system works. Everything in this world works on those two principles. Comparison and competition you look at you based on them and then you try to get what it is that they have you try to outdo them that is the world system that's what's happening down there in Israel now that, that all over the world wherever you see calamity wherever you see danger wherever you see disaster that's what's happening Comparison and competition. Neither of which are allowed to function in the kingdom of God. We are not allowed to compare. Because when I compare myself to you, I insult the God that created both me and you. Somewhere in that book it says that look, no one looking at other person's things, looking at themselves, investigating ourselves. You, it's an insult to God for me to compare devil to Antonio in the back there, even though he got my middle name. That's an insult to the God that with specificity created, shaped, and formed Denzel to be who he's called to be. How dare you look at what God has made and say, I want it to be like that. So that's why in James chapter 3, he says, it's the world's wisdom 
This wisdom is not from above, it is from beneath. And he says something, um, 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 uh, uh, Cassie, he says something in verse number 14 and 15. He says that the wisdom descended not from above, and it is, verse 15, it is earthly, say earthly, sensual, and devilish. I'm in the book. Earthly means fleshly. It, let, me, let me do it like this. James, James says, I can read it, but I have you. James is saying, and it's almost like a progression that he's going through by saying earthly, sensual, and devilish. It's like a progression. He says, um, your actions are not heavenly, but they are earthly. But then not only are they earthly, watch this, they are animal-like. Sensual really is interpreted animal-like. Animals only function on their senses. There is... That is animal-like. I will destroy you to advance. That's animals. I see what I want. I got to have it. So, so dogs will strangle themselves on a barbed wire to get through a fence. Sensual. They said, so you are not just behaving like you are from the earth, but you are behaving like animals. Then he says, not only is your action rivaling that of animals, but you are actually behaving like demons. So there's this progression in saying that you are earthly, sensual, and devilish. And then now he caps it off in verse number 16 and says that when this happens, there is the occasion now for every evil work. Hmm. Um, so we, we then, we have to move away from the system, and we showed you last week, that the propensity to fall under this system, under this philosophy, because this world's wisdom is really a philosophy. The wisdom of God is the philosophy of God, the thought process of God. And the wisdom that is from below, this world's wisdom, is the philosophy of this world. All right? He says that we ought to function with God's philosophy and not the world's philosophy. And that is how we allow the fruit of the Spirit to develop in us so we can function with God's way of thinking, which is totally antithetical to the world's way of thinking. Are you seeing me? That's why the Bible says that uh, if any man be in Christ, he has to be a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things are made new. He says we are transformed by the what? Renewing of our mind. We got to flush out this world's way of thinking to develop a kingdom way of thinking. Listen to me. This world's way of thinking, unfortunately, is your natural way of thinking. When I say natural, meaning that if you go by second nature, that's what you're going to do. 
If you are not intentional, those of you on this side of the church, if you are not intentional, you will fall under this world system. Because you are being inundated with it. That's all we're seeing. That's all we're hearing. That's all we're experiencing. It is everywhere. And sad to say, it's all up in the church. Let me, let me do something. Uh, let's establish James' audience. Go to James 1 and 1. I didn't plan this, but let me show you something. James 1 and 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes, that's the people of God, which are scattered abroad. Greetings. James is writing to the church. And he says, you are earthly, sensual, devilish. His audience is the church. The truth of the matter is, really, if you really want no politics, you don't watch them people in the house assembly. Watch the church. If you want to learn how to play the game, you watch us. It's hard to find kingdom philosophy and kingdom principles and kingdom way of living in the church. Can we tell, um, you know what, Dr. Minnis? Dr. Minnis, um, Brother Brave, come watch how we transition leadership in the church, yeah? Listen, come watch us in the church. Let me show you all how you transition. At least they open their sessions in prayer. So at least we start in the like as we start with prayer. They start with prayer. They got little principles because they got a book that is governed by we have our book, but we don't really fool with that when it comes to business because you understand that church is church and business is business. So, they campaign. What we do? We campaign. We're supposed to be the light of the world. And we are the equal of the world. We are functioning just like the world. Where is the difference between us and the world? So it cannot just be our giftedness. Listen to me, Kandi Lakura da Bahaya. Listen to me. In this country, we're about to see an explosion of demonic gifting like never before. Listen to me good. We, mark my words this day, we're going to see an explosion of demonic giftings like never before. We're going to see inanimate objects become animate. We're going to start seeing some strange, weird things. In this country, we're going to see people levitate. Mark my words. 
We're going to see a level of demonic and spiritual activities. We're going to see spiritual things happening that are not from God like never before. It is upon us now. Mark this day. And when that happens, our gifts, beloved, will be silenced. Because Moses would throw his rod in the ground and it turned to a snake. And the workers of Pharaoh will do the same thing. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office. 6015125 We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.